The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. That's dangerous. Listen to me, we're out of here. Welcome. To UFC Unfiltered. I'm going to apologize in advance. Um, you'll hear a little bit of noise. There's construction in my building. There's You'll hear... I just want you to know I'm not sitting on a vibrator. It's in the building. They're doing some type of work, and it vibrates through the entire... Uh, all the cement columns of the building. So if you hear it, I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do about it. Corey Sanhagen, coming back on the show, has a huge fight uh, coming up against... Uh, Marlon Vera, which is, is going to be a great fight. And I, I am, and we also have a uh, Jesus Trejo who's a comedian. Uh, I think yeah. he's LA based. I don't know him, but uh, I always like talking to new comics, uh, guys yeah. who I don't know. And I like that song, Jesus. I like, oh, isn't that a song from the Beatles? Jesus. <sighs> Jimmy, I'm ready for your comedy special. <laughs> I can't wait to open up. They're going to be like, ah. <laughs> anyway, we, Jimmy, go ahead. That's not Just so you know, dude, how amazing is this uh, coming up on Saturday night? Uh, Andrade is now fighting Aaron Blanchfield, and she took this on a week's notice. How exciting is this fight? Uh, well, Aaron Blanchfield took it. Um, Andrade, Andrade took, took it. it, yeah. Yeah, but again, man, that's a different fight for. Um, I know, I know. Erin and I think she's going to be up for it, man. This is going to be huge. Yep. She's going to, and, but I'll tell you, you're talking about one one person of maybe with Andrade of maybe I think maybe one of only two people who got this. I you got to check this. I want you, Jake the Mighty Ginger, to check the um the record for this. Uh, how many people finished with a standing arm triangle? <laughs> and I believe Andrade's one of maybe two people who've done it, where they literally. Did a head and arm choke, also known as the head and arm uh, arm yeah. triangle, and uh, they did that standing up on on on, on a girl against on a, Amanda Limos. Yeah, say again against Amanda Limos. She did that. Oh yeah, man. Shoot. By the way, her last fight. How I mean, it was amazing that that wasn't uh, stopped against Laura Murphy, but she was as good as I've ever seen her. Jimmy, just so you know, she is the. Um, well, I typed it. No, I don't have it. What the fuck did he just say? Where is? Oh, that was the only one, only standing arm triangle. Wow. Oh, the only standing arm choke submission in UFC history. There yeah. you go. There you go. Well, listen, man. And how tall? Sorry to interrupt you, man. How tall is Lemos? I, I, I now again, I would have thought that a taller person would have to do that on somebody shorter. Um, and Jessica is not particularly tall. She's like a tank. Or, or is that wrong? Would a shorter person have a better chance of doing that on somebody taller? Uh, well, listen, the floor are all the same size. But no, no, standing, but standing. I, I, yeah. I know what you're saying. That, that yeah. could be. But the way she had her up against the cage and she had such a grip. Yeah. She was, she was like a pit bull on that thing, you know? Um, Jimmy, speaking of size, I can't get over Volkanovski. I just can't. I mean, even though I feel like Islam won that fight. He did, like, yeah. At the end of the night, like I can't stop thinking about Volkanovski, how he was just fucking, how it ended with him 
in his in his back in his in his home like in his own country and 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 on top of him just throwing bombs it's pretty wild man and the way he was punching back and like he was punching behind him he was very very active on uh when he was uh, attempting to be strangled and i could not believe how confident he looked and how confident he fought he did have a hard time closing the distance a little bit like i think that that really did hurt him uh, ultimately but man you're right matt he was so impressive both of those guys are more impressive to me now than they were before the fact that makachev was able to stick it out and and win that fight and have that fourth round um was also incredibly impressive it makes a lot of people i'm gonna want to see the odds if uh if uh, islam uh makachev has to fight bernil darush uh, darush next because bernil is a very good jiu-jitsu player and if this fight showed you one thing Everybody who went to the floor with Islam was getting fucking hammered. Yeah. Committed, choked out, comored. Volkanovsky is doing there doing the uh, shaka. Yeah. Is that shaka? What is that? Hang What is that? Oh, I don't. Um, yeah. yeah like the, it's like the, I've been doing the Hawaiian thing, right? Isn't that what BJ do? You? you know what I heard from you when he's like doing the shaka? Shaka. I heard, yes. Yeah. And then you look at me. No, I'll I'm tell you why. It. You're not looking at me when I'm telling you yes to me to death. No, no. I, I, I recognized uh, I was looking as we I'm were talking. Jimmy, Jimmy, I'm not going to yes, be ignored. No, no, no. I was, here's what I was doing. I'll, I'll tell you what I was doing. I was realizing I didn't have uh, Cody Sanhagen's. I always like to have the page open when the guys come on, and I realized Dude. I neglected to do that. So I as know. we're chatting. I know. Uh, of course, oh, I know. Jesus way. Christ. I keep calling him Cody. I keep thinking of Cody Stamen. What a fucking... Dude, th- did I tell you I had a mental block? This is the second time I had a mental block. I had one with uh, Gustafson. Did I, I think I told you that on Monday. I was on a podcast, and, and I even after the name was said, I couldn't... Uh, and, and now it's it's it, Corey Sanhagen, who I know. I've been calling him fucking Cody all day. I'm really annoyed with myself. Oh, that, 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 Cody and Corey. That's like one time with Longo. I got this, my friend, uh, uh, Craig. And I go, dude, I go, Drago's calling him Greg the whole time. He goes, eh, it's thing. I go, Longo, it's not, it's a different name. Yeah, it's hey, a Greg, different Greg. name, yeah. I go, Longo, and I think he just likes to be like a bad kid. He's like, eh, what the same thing. It's not the same yeah. thing. I still don't like doing it. Like, you know. Jimmy. Yes, let me tell you Yeah. The other day, this guy, Taylor, sent it over a couple of his guys. The other guy that works for him is Brendan Taylor. Brendan, the other guy's name is Danny. These guys, I was so, I told you about the mess at my school. About the water that broke, the water yes. pipe, it froze and it blew, and and uh, I didn't have the right insurance and all that shit, right? So I thought I'd, and then all of a sudden, everybody's getting hot, everybody's getting cold showers, so the water, fucking water heater fucking zonked out. So I'm thinking, on top of what I gotta fucking pay for this, for this, for the academy, for the repairs, which is a circus, I get hit with another ten grand. So I gotta get a new fucking water heater, Jimmy. You know I'm a happy guy. Yeah. I, I hey. I wasn't happy. Ah. I was I was miserable. Uh, and then these guys, they come over, they look at it, the fucking water heat is okay. It was a piece. So instead of 10 G's, I have to spend a few hundred dollars. Oh, it's great. I went back and forth to Brooklyn and they had to get a piece for me from so when I met them, it's funny, Jimmy, the, the two guys that were out there, uh, was it Taylor and, and Danny, I think. And uh listen, so the guy goes, uh the two, and they looked a little like I could tell maybe they watched the fights. And my friend Joan, who set this up, he's one of my brown belts. He said that uh they they were like fans, you know. But I didn't know how much. So Jimmy, so I'm over there and I'm like, uh, guys, man, thank you. Come follow me inside. You're getting t-shirts. I appreciate you guys. You know, because I'm saving. I thought I'd just spend 10 G's. So then they go, look, uh, when we heard you on on uh, on unfiltered on the podcast, they go, when we heard you on your podcast. Uh, complaining about what happened. We didn't think we'd be the guys coming over to fix the fucking the, the water heater. So I go, guys, two t-shirts. Oh, man, they were so happy. We of course, a- and you tipped them a couple hundred bucks, right? Well, I gave them a little bit of it. They didn't want to, how about this? They didn't want to accept the money. They, they always say no, it, but they right? always want it. Of course they do. I know. <laughs> you know, listen, I'm a moral with certain things, but I know shit like that. Just, I'm like, oh, fine. Put it back in my pocket. So I gave them even more than what they deserve. I've only had that yeah. once or twice where I've, where, I've, where I've listened to them when they say no. Like I've had someone go, no, no, Mr. Orton, please. And I forget how I, and, and he goes, no, 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 please don't insult me. Don't insult me. Like, like, and I was like, oh, okay. He actually does it. I think he was doing a favor for yeah. someone and, and he felt by taking a tip, it would be whatever. But when he said, don't insult me, 
and really refused it. I was like, okay. Yeah, you know what? I do the same thing for these guys that drive me and my family to the airport. They're friends with my these these former cops that got one of the uh, cachet luxury. It was a cachet luxury. That's it's on my it's on my uh, Instagram. These guys are great though because they pick me up in these fucking hollowed out fucking what are they stingers? What are they called? Not stingers. What's the big trucks? The big uh, party? No. Oh, probably, I know what you mean. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Ford Bronco. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> Big truck, a Jeep Cherokee guy who's a bad guesser, <laughs> like a sprinter or something. I guess like a hollow sprinter, sprinter van, yeah. Sprinter Thank van. Thank you, Jake. You're fucking Jimmy. You're you could be a bully. <gasps> Jimmy, what buddy? did you, Jimmy? What did you? I know I shouldn't. I shouldn't get this excited about this. And another grown man, as a guy who's approaching 50, after what's going to come out of my mouth, you might lose a little respect. Because the way I got so excited, you might be thinking it's like a major... What would you be thinking of? I'm getting excited to tell you about something. Here's what I think. What would a normal 48-year-old get excited about? Did you see that Volkanovsky is still number one pound for pound even after losing to Makachev? I thought that's what you were going to say, honestly. Because I'm shocked Uh, at that. Is that that, that true? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily necessarily agree with that either. We're going to get back to what I was just talking about in a second. It's yeah. almost, in certain certain worlds, it's more important, but not in this. There's more of an MMA themed pop culture and stuff's after. Then yeah. MMA is more what's so themed about. He really is. Wait, so he's still considered the best pound for pound. And I guess anyway, is, is he really? Is that right? I don't know how. I mean, look, look, he's a great champion, and he went up in weight, and Makachev did go the distance. But Makachev has finished some fucking murderers. I mean, I mean, Islam has finished some some really, really devastating fighters. I, I don't think I agree with that. I also don't think Alex Perheda, even though he did beat one of the greatest fighters ever in uh, Israel Adesanya, I don't necessarily put him above Aljamain. I don't, I don't put him as pound for pound guy. I don't put him above Oliveira. Well, look, once it starts getting to this one against that one, this one and who's higher than that, I, I get, it gets weird with me. I, I'm, I, I know, I understand. I'm just saying, like, you look at the level one. of guys they've beaten and, like... Let's talk about the number one guy. You know? Yeah. Number well, one should be, I think, Islam Makachev. Well, because he beat him in the fight. He beat him in the fight. And it's, but it is funny. The one thing you're thinking about when the fight's over, even though he beat him... Like, that's what I'm saying. I think he gave... Volkanovski gave other guys hope, saying, look, man, if he survived down there, they can not yeah. only survive, they can get out. He's not going to smoke everybody. He had his back sure. to How many rounds? You know yeah. what I mean? So that's going to, I think that's going to get, I'm sure uh, Benil's one of the few guys that wasn't afraid to go to the floor with him. But dude, I think that it's going to even just cement it more in his head that look, I could, I could best him down there. So that's very, very interesting. Um, Volkanowski, again, I'm a huge Islam fan. Uh, but I feel that I feel he won that fight. But I do feel that afterwards, I'm, I'm still thinking about how that fight ended. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was talking about it with Longo. Longo's like the guy he was he wasn't even breathing. He goes fucking Volkanovski. He's like, hey, you know, he was like, he was like, he, I think he had less damage. I don't know that. Well, they both got maybe he got a cut. But yeah. Was that one besides that cut, dude? The guys looked like he was on the fucking beach after man. He was chilling. But I, I did feel like he lost, and and Islam did do damage striking. Like his striking was a lot better. And I like Volkanovski. So I think we both kind of caught each other off guard a little bit. Uh, me with my with the grappling and with resisting uh, the takedowns and getting back up, which was amazing. And then Islam with the striking. So I, I think Islam should have. That. I can't see it, buddy. What is that? That's a picture of me and those guys from the uh, boiler. Oh. What were you going to tell me that you were Donlin, so excited about? Donlin Brothers heating and cooling. Thank you, Donlin Brothers. I appreciate that shit. And so does everybody at Sarah BJJ in Huntington, Long Island. I was going to tell you, Jimmy. Now, listen, <laughs> Jimmy, let me tell you, I like a good trailer. You know what I mean? A yeah. good coming attraction. Sure. To get the old nipples hard. Sure. The new Flash movie. I wish we could watch a watch along, right? <laughs> You're so mean. Come back. Come back. Come on. No, no. Come back. All right. Listen, that's yeah, it did look pretty good. I think I did see that, and it did look really good. Jimmy. Yeah. I know that that guy might be a kook. I don't know who the star is. Ezra Miller, yeah. Yeah, I don't care if he said kook. Dude, how about this? They're all Everybody's nuts. 
I'm not judging him. He's a great yeah. fucking flesh. Brando is a fucking maniac. One of the best actors in history. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, man. Shit, yeah, man. So listen, we all get a little kooky sometimes. Hey, Zeus. Listen, Jimmy. Mm. Yes, buddy. Jimmy, come on, yes. man. Uh, I'm going to be seeing... Hey, listen, I'm doing some traveling next month, man. I'm going to be in uh, Vegas. And then after Vegas, I'm going to be the next week. The follow, I'm going to be home for a day. And then I'm going to be in um, Boston with Dana White and our good friend Dean Thomas doing a looking for a fight. Once you think that show's dead, it, has, it comes back. Like you say, Jimmy, it's got more lives than a cat. It sure does. You don't say that. No, I don't. Ever. Jimmy. Jimmy, tell me what's new with you. I've been yapping about everything with me, my academy, my this or that. Besides the fat black pussycat every Wednesday, what else is new with you? Uh, just doing the um, doing the Paramount Theater on uh, March the 4th, and it's really almost sold out. There are very few tickets left. I'm very happy. And that's about it. Just I've been doing some, uh, just doing some gigs in the, in the city, working on material. That really is all that's going on. Jimmy... What'd you do without this show? And I love don't, this just, show. don't say something. Okay. Because I thought maybe you were going to say something sarcastic. And I, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. You know? But I, I mean, listen, I'm excited for the fights this weekend. That's one. I'm excited that my academy is um, getting back to somewhat like a normal fucking situation. I mean, dude, it was a goddamn disaster, Jimmy. Yeah. A damn disaster. You know what? People, people are still there. They're still training. They need that place. I mean, they need that for their sanity, you know? Yeah, I think so, too. And when something like that is there, and then it, uh, then it got ta- gets taken away, people are like, what the fuck? All right, listen, we're here yapping, chatting up from our guest, Jesus Trejo, our first guest, Jesus Trejo, is, is in the uh, waiting room. Let's bring him in and... Um, Corey will be on in just a bit. I, I never know what time people are scheduled for, so they just kind of let us know when they're in the waiting room. I like that fun. Let's go. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Here he is. Hello, Jesus. Hey, man. Hello. Good morning. How are you guys? Nice good. How you doing? So Great. good morning. Nice to meet you. So Bye. good morning. So I'm assuming you're in. Where are you? L.A. Yeah, Los Angeles. There you go. Yes. Are you guys on uh, New York time? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're both in New York. Yeah, we're in New York right now. Were you, you raised in L.A. or did you move there? Uh, Long Beach, born and raised. It's funny. Most guys, most comics out there are from other places. They get they the people local. Yeah, you're one of the rare local. It's like a rare. It's like a Vegas local. You don't meet many guys that actually grew up and live in Vegas full time. That's true. Yeah, I'm the rare LA local, Long Beach, born and raised. Where'd you start? Oh, sorry, Matt. You started in in LA, or did you start on the road? No, I I started out here in Long Beach, and then uh, I I kind of cut my teeth down at the comedy store. So I was a door guy there for a long time. I parked okay. cars and maintenance work there at the club, and you know. Put in the time there until I got like passed back in uh what is it uh, two, uh September seventh two thousand twelve. Okay. I, I always hear about that that oh this one uh worked as the uh, the door guy this yeah. one worked at the and then they got their way to the stage. Yeah. What if you're, now Jesus, you're a company guy. 
What if you're a complete moron and you're just funny and you can't drive a car and you can't fucking, you can't be a doorman, you're too little. And you're like, ah, can I do something? What do you do? Can I sweep up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll find something for you to do. It's like, you, you know, there's a Cedars where, you know, people buy the tickets, you show them to their seats. I mean, it doesn't get easier than that. If sure. you can't do that, I mean, you know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I parked cars for a while and I learned how to drive stick shift on that parking lot. So a lot of guys hated me. Uh, but hey, that's life. Eleanor Kerrigan uh, was uh, a, a waitress at the store for many years. And, uh, and she's doing great as a comic now. It is weird how people start out. And when you were at the door, had you already done stand-up? Or, like, Patrice started as a door guy. I think he was uh, at one of the places in Boston. He was, he was working the door. Did you know you were going to do stand-up? Or were you doing it and going, like, hey, I kind of like this? No, I, I, wanted, I, I hung out there for, like, about a year until, like, I was begging to get a job there. Because uh, I knew that was, like, a way of getting stage time. And, you know, it was, you know, me hanging out for a year. And then finally I got... Uh, there was a spot that opened up and I got to be a door guy and I basically covered shifts for like a whole year. Any job that the guys didn't want, the maintenance job, the cleaning the bathroom job, the parking lot job. And eventually, you know, you work your way through until you get past. But yeah, I, I went there with with wanting to be a door guy and then knowing what the end game was. Um, it wasn't fun at times, but it was it, it was some of my fondest memories and and, and stand-up happened during that time and it was great to build camaraderie with comics and you know get to meet all the headliners that would come through i i, I think that's a big deal well, now, yeah. this is, i'm always fascinated meeting comics because i think it's similar in some ways with, 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 with my life in a sense where in guys that i came up with in the fight game where like when you're coming it's one thing when you're established and you did some stuff and like where you're at now where you're right now, you're, I think you're 37. And, you know, people are looking. You got the thing over there on the Showtime and the thing on the Netflix. I just, I said Netflix, right? Were you on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, was, yeah. I thought I read that. Okay. <laughs> I thought I read that. Sorry. So now it's easy to be like, oh, man, Jesus made the right decision. Again, you know, I accomplished some shit in my field. But when you first, I want to hear about when you first let your family know or the people, your friends, hey, man, I might want to be a comedian because... Come on, man! Just like a fighter, man. You get a, it's some. You get some of the same looks. Yeah. Now that I think of it, 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 I guess it could be some of the same responses because it's like you know, my parents come from Mexico. They worked their ass off to come here and work hard, and you know, I I go to college. You know, I graduate, and then my dad's like, "Great, you know, it's like you're the first. Like my parents don't have any schooling whatsoever, so they're like, this guy has a college degree. This is great." And then what are you going to do? I'm going to go park cars at the store. He's like, you're an idiot. And he's not <laughs> wrong. You know, he's not wrong. But it's like, it almost gives you like a sense of urgency to, you know, prove your dad wrong and, you know, be able to kind of hold your weight and take care of your parents. At least in my case, that was my sense of urgency. I'm like, I know this sounds bad, like on paper, but I'm going to work hard and you guys are going to be taken care of. And luckily they've come around, I think, for the most part. Uh, yeah, we're working on it. <laughs> Where did you go to school and what was the major? Uh, I went to school to Cal, uh, at Cal State Dominguez uh, out here, like in between Carson, Compton area. Uh, my major was impacted here at uh, Cal State Long Beach. So I, I transferred over because I wanted to graduate right away. It was a great school. Uh, my major was marketing, um, business administration. And then I, I, I went with the marketing concentration. And, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff I tell my dad, is, what else am I going to say? I was like, I still use some of that stuff I learned, you know? <laughs> you don't, though. Of course not. Although maybe some of the marketing, but it hasn't the marketing changed in the last 10 years with social media and all that shit? It's probably not even the same as the stuff they taught you. You, you know what's interesting? Only, like, I, I'd say, like, 5% of what we learned was was applicable to to, uh, to this day because back in that, in, in that time, this is, like, I don't know, 2009, 2010, maybe, yeah, 2009, like upper division courses that were talking about like internet marketing and that kind of stuff. So they were touching on it, but it's nothing like what it is today. But um, yeah, it's like, I can't imagine Matt What like, what was that like when you're like, told your folks, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna make this my, my career. This is like, this is it. Yeah, well, it's probably different. I didn't go to college like you. They knew I was a psychopath. I, <laughs> I had some issues as a kid. And they knew oh man, this is keeping them. At least this is like a, a sanctioned you know, yeah, you can get paid for hitting somebody, not arrested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, my the Henzo Gracie Academy in Manhattan that was my my college. You know, they were they were happy though. My father was a a retired NYPD, and he ended up getting a black belt too on the Henzo, and so oh. he's into martial arts. So 
Yeah, my father, you know, he he, he wow. loved the field I chose, you know. That's but uh, but I did when I was coming up doing. I felt like I was winning just making money, just doing private lessons and you know doing a course at Columbia, teaching a jujitsu course up there, and like just do making money and living off of jujitsu was a. I still feel like I'm winning doing that. Wow. I taught today at seven a.m. class, so I'm in love with just being able to do what I love for a living. So, but yeah, I got some weird looks. I told Jimmy before, there'd be people coming in the afternoon class, like in the city. All right, well, this is fun for now, but you know, sooner or later, you got to get a real job. Here I am, years later, with Jimmy, still don't got a real job. Killing it, killing it. How long were you training with with Enzo? Uh, Well, I I was with, I became Enzo's first American black belt. I was with Enzo since he got off the boat, so they say. When Enzo came over, he was partnered up with Craig Kukuk, was who was originally the first American ever to get a black belt under the Gracie family. Wow. And then he was with Horion and Hoyce and them. They kicked him out of the, the, the school in Torrance. They had issues. He partnered up with Henzo. Was that still the garage? Over. What's that? Was that still the garage, the school where yeah. he kicked him out of? Uh, no, I believe he, I don't know when Craig started, but I know he got the black belt from, I think, the, the Elio and Hoyler in Brazil. But he learned from Horion Gracie and the Gracie, Hoyce Gracie in Torrance at the Torrance Academy, you know. And then uh, they had a business thing, fell apart, they didn't get along. But I knew he did jujitsu already. So he was the first one in New York. I learned from him. Uh, he was in New Jersey. I took a class from him. And then Henzo came over, partnered up with him. And then they had a, this, you know, then they, uh, you know, like, like people do, they had a split up. I went with Henzo because Henzo was just, we got along from day one. He took me under his wing, and he, now I'm hanging out with Jimmy and you. So it's great. Yeah. Thank God for Enzo, Master Enzo Gracie. And when really- you talk about schools like that, like the like the Gracies, and you know so many other academies, it almost feels like in, like the only thing I can liken it to in comedy. It's like the improv or the comedy store. At least in LA, you got Bud Freeman and and Mitzi. You know, God rest their soul. Um, but it, it was like two different camps. It's kind of like what you're saying now. And um, yeah, I, I'm I'm obsessed with the whole jujitsu world. I don't know, I, like. I don't know the inner workings, but I'm fascinated. I took some classes at the Ooh. at the uh, Torrance uh, yeah. Academy not too long ago, and man, that is so great. I, I mean, I mean, those guys are the real deal, man. Did Why'd you, like you stop? Uh, it got kind of pricey and and and, and, and that kind of thing. I, I wasn't in a position to take that on, but I'm I'm definitely going back, man. It's like I had I had such a great time. You learn so much, and yes. um, yeah, it, it just those guys are real deal, man. Uh, and I heard you've been watching this since like the beginning, the UFC. Is that true? Yes. You know, I think it started with like my dad and I watching like, you know, backyard brawls, you know, it's like, you know, rest in peace, Kimbo Slice. I, I, I remember whenever there was like a new fight coming out, I, I, you know, I wait for my dad to get home and I'm like, dad, there's a new one. I haven't watched it, you know? <laughs> and it, it was kind of like, I, it felt like I was getting away with something. Cause it felt like my dad was going to be like, you can't watch that. But he was like, yeah. so into it that he's like, all right, let's just watch it this one time, you know? <laughs> so it was great, you know, you know, following it then, but early on UFC where, you know, it's like, you see guys going in there with a full on gi and, you know, it's yeah. like different weight classes. It's like, oh, it was crazy. Business. How it often was- do you go? Sorry, Matt, how often do you go to fights? I've been to a fight once. Oh, only once? Yeah, I only went to a fight once. It was, at, uh, it, it was in New York. Uh, I was opening for Burt Kreischer. Uh, yeah, he, 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 he's such a great dude, man. And, you know, I got to tour with him quite a bit and, uh, this particular, uh, weekend, it was, um, what was it like, like UFC 268 at, uh, at Madison Park. Square Garden. Oh, oh, the garden. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was, um, Co- uh, Covington two with, uh, Usman. Oh, okay. And, uh, man, it was great, man. There's nothing like it. I mean, that is next level. Uh, I want to go more, but yeah, that was my first and, and only experience. Did Bert go with you? Yeah, it was Bert. I, I, I mean, he was, a you know, he headlined their uh, Madison Square Garden. And afterwards, once the show, once the show was done, uh, they walked him over to the fight and they had uh-huh. some seat reserved for him. And I got to tag along. I mean, I, mean, I didn't expect it, um, but great. yeah, we got to tag along. We went through the through like the backstage area kind of thing and it yeah. was like, I, I mean you're 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 teleported back to your you, you know like wrestling days and early like uh, you see the backstage you're like my god 
Yeah, I was. I, I saw Rose taking a picture back there. I'm like, are you kidding me? And so. you keep expecting someone to go like, no matter what laminate I have, I'm always I'm fucking so low self esteem at every backstage, even with comedians. I'm like, I'm gonna get kicked out. I don't belong here. I always try to act like I belong there, even when I do, but I don't feel like I do. Right? There's always an area you're not supposed to be in. It's uncomfortable being backstage. Yeah, it, it, it's a lot going on and you almost feel like you have this, uh, you know, out in Long Beach, we call it a shot clock. You know, it's like, keep it moving. There's something there's something about to pop off right now. You see all these guys like, yeah, it, it's like, you know, tensions are running high back there. So it's like you expect something to pop off at any second. But man, it's, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm just a nerd about it. So I'm, I'm just like pointing at people from a distance, waving at them. Uh, I don't know if those if, if, if the guys like it or not, but man, I was I, I was so excited to be back there. I think they're used <laughs> to, Bert, to it. Thanks to Bert, yeah. man. So. Yeah. Yeah. Bert's a great guy, man. I, I imagine touring with him is fun. Do you drink? A little bit. Not not too much. Yeah. Not like Bert. Uh, yeah. No, no. Bert's a professional. He's a machine <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Did you guys do a bus? Yes. It was a it, it, it was a bus tour. So I, I, I got to experience a couple legs of the tour. And um, yeah, I, I happened to be on that one. And yeah, New York. I love New York. And yeah. How, how does that work with a bus tour? I I know it's, it's basically you go on a bus and you travel, but yeah, how is it comfortable? Are you sleeping through the night on that bus? Is it like a, a rock band bus? I mean, how does this work? Like what kind of bus are you in? Like I mean, it's a big bus. I mean, he 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 got one of those presidential looking buses, so it was like awesome. I, I learned something. I didn't know this. Jim, you probably like toured on, on buses before, but I never oh never, oh never. Um, so apparently you got to put your feet towards like pointed in the towards the front of the bus. And wow. uh, just in case the bus has to like slam on their brakes, you don't break your neck. Ah, yeah. That made total sense. I, I, I never knew that was a thing. So yeah, your feet are always pointed in the direction of uh, the front of the bus. Uh, you know what? I, I never heard that, but it makes sense. Yeah. It, it was like, yes, of course. You know, once they told me, but I didn't know that I was like, yeah, so that was fun. So were you guys bunked up in the front? Sorry, Matt. Were you guys bunked up in the front, and then Bert had like a king bed in the back? No, he was he was with us in the in in the bunks. Everyone had a different bunk. There's like mm. a stack of three bunks on each side, and there's a big space in the back. So it was, you know, there's room for everybody. But yeah, we all had a little bunk, and you know, you close the curtain, and you know, it's like there's a little light in there. You can read books cool. and that kind of thing. That sounds yeah. like fun, man. And how long, how far are you on a couple? You said the legs of the thing tour. Where, how far did you travel in that bus? Um, I got to travel with him early on when he did his first bus tour. And then during COVID, we, uh, I, I was very lucky to be invited to open for him at the drive-in movie theater. Uh, oh. So we, we did a bunch of that. We were essentially in each other's bubble kind of thing. Uh, so that was cool. And then I did some more dates after that with him. So it was, it was yeah, it was great. So di uh, different tour. Uh, uh, yeah, different leg of the tour. Didn't they flash the lights at those things like to, to like to show laughter or they beep the horn? What were they doing? Some kind of a, a physical thing to show laughter. Yeah, I think at first people didn't know what to do. Like the etiquette had not been established. So I think people were like slamming on the on, on the horn. And then after a while, I was like, hey, guys, we can't slam the horn the whole time. Yeah, it's too uh, much. So it, it was like flash your lights kind of thing. And then at the end of it, you know, you can honk your horns. Uh, you, you know, people in that area would complain about like sound and that kind of thing. But yeah, it, it became uh, high beams after oh. each comic or if you thought something was funny. So you're out there performing, just getting hit with high beams. Uh, yeah, that would annoy me. <laughs> that would drive me fucking crazy. The high beams would, would some, you know, it's, it's like uh, I would prefer to almost have nothing. But they said when Colin taped, I was out of town when Colin taped this thing for, uh, I think it's HBO Max. And DeStefano was the first guy on. And they said, he said it was so fucking weird because there was just no sound coming from the people. I think that threw him like you didn't know, it fucks your timing up a little bit when you don't have like the laugh or where the reaction is supposed to be. You're like, do I rush through this or what's my timing supposed to be? It, it, it's so, it's so bad. Cause I think like comedy is not supposed to be performed in a, in, in a vacuum. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. essentially that's what it is. It's like, you need that seesaw from the audience. And uh, I remember the, uh, I think one of the first shows on that uh, drive-in movie theater thing. So I walk on stage and I'm like talking and, you know, people can hear you inside their car, but there's like the movie screen on top of the stage where people would normally see the, like a movie. Yeah. The stage right under, under, underneath that, they're recording you and they're projecting it on all screens. There's like pr probably two on the sides and one up here. So I'm up there performing that kind of thing. And I remember getting off 
stage going, I don't know what just happened. I didn't hear not one peep. Everyone's in their car. That didn't feel good. Yeah. Then, uh, somebody like I started getting some DMs and they're like, hey, don't think you bombed. We just we just couldn't see you. Uh, like like I, I guess there was a Fast and Furious uh, movie trailer playing a, above me, and and I'm talking about mustard, uh, a oh. bit on mustard. So <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I'll never forget that. It was great. I got a couple of DMs. are like, hey, the mustard joke sounded great, but we couldn't see you. It was, it was, it was a Fast and Furious movie thing. <laughs> yeah, even even I didn't do any of those shows, and but now that it's in the past, aren't you glad you did them? Right? Like you, it's like you you always look back on the shit shows or the weird ones in, in, in the career. And you're like, yeah, I'm kind of grateful for that. Like it was, it makes now seem better because I remember how bad it was then. Yeah. You know what, Jim, you're like, you're absolutely right. It's like a time in comedy that will never, hopefully never happen ever again. And it's like, it, you know, it's great that we experienced it. And, you know, I was so lucky to be in, in, in great company too. So that was like awesome, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I, I, I went through it and yeah, hopefully we don't have to go back to that. I, I remember doing some shows at the comedy store where the comics were inside, uh, you know, in the original room where that glass is. Yeah. So the comics were inside and we were performing outside to the patio at one point. And it felt like it was like a, a stand up comedy claw machine where just audience members are up there just staring at the comic behind the glass. It was painful. But again, it's like, I, I love that I experienced that. I don't want to do it again. It's like one of those live sex booths, like where you're the girl on the phone and the guy's just jerking off on the glass. I've been in quite a few of those when I was a younger man. <laughs> they were awesome. Me and Jesus can't relate to that list. Right? Oh, they were the best. No, I'm a little older. No way. We don't know. <laughs> and I'll tell you, with the traveling, you get kind of spoiled, no? Like, don't you think you're like when you used to doing the first in the business class and then you got to something like second gets booked and it's on coach. You're like, mm. yeah, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do like a reading here. So Jim, you seem like a wi window seat kind of guy. And Matt, you're definitely like aisle all day. I, I am. I am an aisle seat guy because I piss constantly, but oh, I've okay. gotten, I'm doing stand up for all these years. I started getting more nervous in turbulence. Like I had gotten over that. And then after the pandemic, I was like nervous to get in turbulence. So I fly out by the window so I can look out and see the wing. It really sucks. I want to see the wing and make sure it's okay. Oh, I, I love turbulence. I'm not even going to like, like, I'm, I'm not oh. even trying to be funny. I love it. I like, I think I got it down where I do this thing where I cross my arms, right? I kind of do this thing and I'm like literally in REM state sleeping before the plane takes off yeah. and the rocking thing. I feel it. And, and I, now I know not to wake up and I just ride it through. I love it, dude. I love Wait, it. You could fall asleep through takeoff. Oh yes. Yeah. I yeah. I got to stay awake. You know? Oh, I like, wish I had the, I, I wish I had the card. Um, oh, I think the staff, uh, dang it. I don't have it on me, but uh, I, I was just on the road this weekend and I flew back and, um, I can only imagine that I was snoring pretty hard or something because on the way out, uh, one of the attendants gave me a card and said, Hey, thanks for flying with us. That kind of thing. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your ride. It's like, Oh, you guys are effing with me, man. It's like, cause I, I, I think I was snoring that hard, but I, I slept the whole way from uh, uh, Albany, New York, all the way to uh, no, no. Yeah. Albany to uh, LA. Those Do you know what a gift that is? Sorry about it. Do you know what a gift that is to be able to sleep like that? Really? Oh, I can't sleep on a plane. I mean, with a lay flat bed, I'm wide awake. I don't care. I think I fell asleep on the way to Australia, but I can't sleep on a plane ever. I'm wide awake through 90% of the flight. I, I think I'm going to have tutorials on how to fall asleep. I'm, I'm telling you, this is foolproof. Grab your arms. It's like you tuck them in your armpit area and just bring it down. You're out. You're out. There's no way you're going to like sustain that. I feel like it, it's like a slow... Matt, correct, uh, correct me on the lingo here, but it's like a slow, like kind of taking the back choke. It just, but you're, 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 you're yourself. yeah. I, you know what? I, I would do that, but me being uh -huh. a sweaty, a, a little Italian, yeah. man, I'm gonna be like that character from the, the fucking <laughs> SNL. I'm gonna be like, ah! I, mean, I don't think it's gonna be a good. I don't want my hands in my yeah. arm. And all I can do right now is I'm feeling a pair of tits as I sit like this. It's very uncomfortable. Not a nice pair. No, not at all. My own fucking awful no push-up tits. It's frustrating. I envy that, dude. Rich Voss is like that. And I know that no one ever wants to be compared to Rich Voss. He's not a good person. But Voss can sleep in the middle of an earthquake. And that is such a blessing to be able to 
do that because you conserve energy. You can sleep and then go and do a roast or whatever it is you're flying in to do. It's it really ruins my life not sleeping. You're very lucky, dude. I think the asterisk here is that it's not a like a good sleep. Yeah, I mean, because you're still uncomfortable. You know, your your butt sore from like sitting in a weird angle. I'm six sure. three, so my knees oh. are like touching the front of the seat. So, but it's like, but I can knock out, and I and I think that sleep is is it's helpful at least. But yeah, I'm I'm out. I got it down to a science. Now, hey, Suze, before we we have to move on because we have uh, Corey Sandhagen's in the in the waiting yes, room. Sir. But before you go, what can we plug for you? Yes. Um, where are you going to be, and how can people keep up with you? I'm going to be at the Pittsburgh Improv at the end of the month. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. I'll be in Seattle after that. I'll be in the La Jolla Comedy Club uh, during the weekend, uh, first week of March. Uh, tickets are online at HeySueStreichel.com. And also, I got this really cool children's book coming out. It's based on All my right. father and I. I grew up working with my dad. My dad's a, a, a landscaper. It's a very funny, cool story of just, you know, a little kid working with his dad. And uh, I uh, pre-sales out now. It comes out on Father's Day. Uh, June 6th is the official release date. So. Oh, nice, man. Yeah, I hope Pop you guys is, Pop is magical. What a jug clock. Now, the kid looks like he's liquored up. Now, that's not alcohol in that jug, is it? <laughs> no, that's just me. I always, I always look that way. So that's me. That's my pops. And, that's cute. Uh, yeah, so it's it, it just a little kid working with his dad. It's a really cool story. I, I, I hope uh, you're able to get it for, for the little kid in your life out there, lo uh, loved one. So thank you guys so much for having me. Yes, uh, pleasure, man. Good talking to you. Back again for sure, man. Thanks, Jesus. Really nice to meet you, man. Yeah, man, good talking nice to you, Jesus. You guys. you guys are the best. Take care. All right, be good, buddy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. And we have uh, Corey Sandhagen. Let's bring Corey right in. He's, uh, I guess, was was driving or uh, doing what he was doing today. It's. Uh, I like Jesus, though. I, I like hearing about guys on the road, bus stories and all that shit. I've never done any of that stuff. Yeah, why not, though? Why, what do you got against a bus thing? I just, I'm too busy with radio. It's kind of hard to do. Hey, Corey, how you doing? What's up, guys? How you guys doing? I'm very good, buddy. Corey, it's been yes. a minute, like the kids say, man. What's up, bro? How you been? I, I know. I'm, I've been good. How you guys been? You look on weight. You look yeah. like you're... You uh, look, I, just, I just got done working out for a couple hours, so I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking some water. When is your fight with uh, Cheeto? Sorry, buddy. Uh, March 25. Okay, so you have time. But it got, yeah. it got pushed back, yes? Yeah, it was supposed to be this weekend, and then they moved it to March 25th. I don't really know why, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it had something to do with like they started, they needed to start selling tickets. Um, uh, and they didn't have a main event. And then so we filled that main event slot. Or, and I think it also had to do with the people just wanting us to be in an arena so they could come and all of that jazz. Um, and you also, before the show, we're talking about you and you had said you had would be willing to follow Aljo up uh i'm guessing if he moves up is that because you want you want that one back you want another shot at aljo yeah yeah definitely i think that that's like quite a ways in the future so um sure. or at least you know like 2024 2025 maybe um i definitely want to like do some damage in this division first but yeah i mean i think that that would be like a really gigantic fight in the future if i continue to do well and aljamain continues to do well that, that could be like a fight that the people want to see and i could definitely see that being like a really big opportunity for the both of us to you know cash in on a big fight 
a the division fight looks oh, good. I'm not sorry, Jimmy. No, I was just gonna say, man, a, a fight they want to see is that your next fight, man. Yeah, main event yeah. versus Marlon Cheeto Vera. I mean, that on paper, that just sounds I know it's the game we're in, but it sounds so violent, you guys. <laughs> You guys together. I mean, you, you can't ask for a, a better dance partner. You know he's coming forward. I mean, what what do you think when you got matched up with Cheeto? Oh uh, yeah, I was happy about it. I think uh, I do well against guys like Marlon, uh, like the heavy hitter, stationary, planted on the floor type guys. Um, I, I do really well against those guys. I've uh, that's kind of been you know uh, I I know like almost like my antagonist in my life is uh, that type of fighter, and then also like the wrestler archetype type of fighter so um so yeah so i've like spent years and years and years preparing for like those types of guys because i know that those are the guys that are the more difficult guys to beat so uh i, I like it you know uh like i said I, I think that i just do really well against like the grounded type of archetype striker type dude what do you think he's expecting from you um good question i think that he's probably looking at my last fight and probably assuming that I'm going to, you know, mix in the wrestling a little bit because that is something that I kind of added in in the last couple of years. I think that he's likely Cheeto does a really good job hitting people on exits. You know, that's how mm. he uh, that's how he caught Dom uh, with Frankie. He wasn't catching Frankie on exits, but because uh, Frankie keeps his hands a lot tighter, but uh, he does a good job at like the stab kick and the push kicks and stuff to keep people from moving forward. He tries to get them to exit and then he tries to hit people on exit. So my assumption is my guard is a little bit different with my hands. Like I usually have one arm out um, and, and I kind of like a, I'm not like a hand super tight to the face guy. So my guess is he's going to try to pin me against the cage and then hit me on some type of exit thing. But uh, I don't you know, like I'm prepared for that and I keep my hands up a lot better than Dominic Cruz does. So I think uh, I think it's just, um, you know. I'm prepared for that, which he does really, really well, but I think I'm prepared for that. You know, he's been on a winning streak as of late, but man, I feel your confidence should be equally as high. I'm looking, besides Aljo, which was a definitive loss, the other fights, man, you can look at that split decision with TJ, and you can look at your fight with Peter Jan, it's like, man, you can make cases for both fights. I mean, it's not like, well, you know, I'm doing my, I won that last one, a couple of the other ones, I... I took some bad beatings, not, not, not remotely. So, I mean, how is your head now? I mean, with that, you, I mean, not to mention you got your, the, the, you got the monkey off your back with the last win, sure. but those other two losses, I'm sure you took stuff from them, but did you really feel you were bested? No, definitely not. Um, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm not like an excuse guy. Like I don't really like, uh, um, I, I don't know. That just like makes me uncomfortable doing all of that stuff. But you know, TJ, I definitely had, like, an argument for winning that fight, uh, considering I did, like, a significant more damage to TJ than he did to me in the fight. But that's fine, you know, like, I'll brush that one off. Against Jan, kind of took it on, like, five weeks, which is, like, half the amount of time that I typically have to get ready for that. And then Jan just being, like, a really uh, kind of tricky guy to, uh, like, do damage on. Um, but, uh, no, not, not – my confidence – after those two isn't really shaken up. I'm, I'm more of like a rational thinker. I don't look at just like the wins and losses. I think I was doing super well against Petr Jan until I got dropped. And then like my legs stopped working in the fourth round. Um, so, you know, like what the hell can you do about that? Don't get dropped with like some spinny crazy shit. And then like, I, I think I go home with the belt that night, but um, no, man, I'm, I'm fine. You know, honestly, I think that my last fight was the fight that I felt probably the most pressure to win because three three l's in a row yeah matter what they are is really a, a big deal you know like you can't have that happen so i was able to go against song who is incredibly fast and like a super athletic guy in the future that fight is gonna well where i'll be a guy that beats song i do think song is gonna you know crack the top five in the next couple of years no doubt and i'll have a win over him and um and uh and yeah yeah man i i just i focus on just getting better every day I mean, i'm not really giant on the whole like what people are talking about and uh who's hot and who's not like uh i i really consider myself like a martial artist i just try to get better every day and that's where i keep most of my attention you had those um after that second loss you had 11 months off before you came back in in and and wanting in song what what was that like for you those 11 months was there something that you kind of wanted to reset on or was there something in your head that you wanted to kind of 
get straight or, or was it just something you had something booked and it got canceled? Uh, no, I, well, I kind of had a bit of a, a few busy that year was really busy for me. So I, I think I fought Frankie that year and then I was scheduled to fight TJ. He pulled out two or three weeks before that fight. It had to get rescheduled. So, and then I fought Jan right afterwards. So it was essentially like a really full time, like uh year full of camps um so i kind of wanted to reset but i also just wanted the skills develop a lot like uh i wanted to make sure that i i was like uh doing that part of the sport too um so i needed 11 months i also got like a toe surgery during that time too so that kind of put me out for like a couple months um and the toe like still sucks so i'm kind of pissed that i got the surgery um but uh <laughs> i know i know did it make it worse uh, it, it made it worse for like a little bit. Yeah, to be honest. And then now it's like kind of bouncing back a little bit. It, it feels like a little bit better than it did before surgery. But I think that that's just something I'll live with. So that's fine. But uh, it's not like it's like horrible. Um, it always but, sucks when it's a toe because listen, I know from doing jujitsu for so long, you want to complain about it. You want to be like this fucking thing. Is, and then it's like your toe. So you kind of not want to, but you, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's not. Listen. You need your feet underneath you, especially you. You're like fucking Achilles out there. So I get it. I'm flat-footed anyway. But fuck, man. It's one of those things where you don't want to bitch about it a little digit, but you are. It is annoying as fuck. I know. That was a yeah, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> It's annoying. But uh, yeah, so I had that happen a couple months. And then, yeah, I just wanted to build on my skills. The two things I really wanted to add into my game is uh, an actual wrestling threat that was like reliable and not just like uh, like a shitty lanky striker trying to like add in stupid shots, you know, like I actually want to be like a, a legit, like wrestling threat offensively. Um, so I wanted to add that in. And then I wanted to add in when guys are like stationary guy, like how Jan is um, cutting them up with elbows. And I honestly think that those are the two things that won me the fight against song. Um, and, and I kind of use song as like a, uh, a, a fight, a kind of a bounce back fight to practice those things in um and uh and it worked so i think that i got to like add some new skills to my game and then uh and then just give people more things to worry about for me when you're adding the, a new skill set in you know and you're, and you're like you said you wanted to work on your wrestling how, how much time are you putting into that you're like all right i'm doing it a little extra on a tuesday or you're like look monday wednesday and friday or whatever this morning i'm putting this amount of time in how was it that you really that you 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 uh zone in on that area you just just more days a week doing it, basically that. Or? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I got I got really lucky, or I guess our team has gotten really lucky. We have a guy named Carrington Banks who used to wrestle not for the Hawkeyes, but uh, JUCO in Iowa, um, who who just got done fighting and is now kind of the the one of our like main coaches on the team right now, and he's oh. on, just like a workhorse. So oh. I get to like he'll be like, hey man, like you just let me know when you want to like do wrestling, and we'll do wrestling whenever you want. So. Uh, I get like a lot more one-on-one -on -one attention in the wrestling world, which is yeah. something that I haven't really had ever in the past. And it's like a, it's, it's a giant difference when I have like someone working one-on-one -on -one with me versus just like learning fucking how to defend singles in a group of class, you know, like that, that, uh, you know, like you, you can yeah. get kind of, you can't get super good. So yeah, I've had banks for like the last two years doing that with me. And I really think that uh, because he's just like a workhorse and he'll pretty much work out whenever i ask him to work out uh it's helped me like an immense an immense amount and where in texas is this fight san antonio have you been no i never been i only been to houston and austin uh but no i never been to san antonio you guys know what it's like i've been there for gigs i don't really remember it being uh, but again i'm i'm shit on the road i i don't explore much i kind of stay in the hotel and um isn't that where the alamo is am i crazy I don't know. Because if it is, I went and saw the Alamo, which was kind of cool. But it's a weird town. It feels like a lot of them feel like Hartford, Connecticut, where there's like a bunch of big buildings or buildings that like that you must be occupied, but you can't see anybody walking around because it's a Saturday. It's just fucking weird. So yeah, yeah. Jimmy, this question is for you. When you visited sure. the Alamo, did you visit the basement and did they have Pee Wee's bike back down there? I don't know if you guys saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but in <laughs> yes, Pee Wee's Adventure, they go, you know, he's looking for his missing bike, and he went to visit one of those psychics, and yep. she goes, the Alamo in the basement. <laughs> anyway, gang, let's talk <laughs> about this main event. Sorry. Uh, hey, you watch any good movies lately? Uh, uh, 
for you. You're not yeah. a movie guy. You're a book guy. I'm a I'm a bit of a book guy, man. I get like so damn bored watching TV shows and watching movies. To be honest with you, like I cannot, I just cannot muster the focus for like more than 20 minutes when I'm watching something on TV. That's like, that's like Dana, man. Dana doesn't watch anything. Dana yeah. White doesn't watch any fucking thing. What the only it? the only series he liked was uh, Kingdom, the, the MMA one. He liked that. That was a good show, though. Yeah, I don't know if you ever saw that. That was a good. I've never seen it. It with Frank Grillo. It was good. It was. You don't get bored reading, but you get bored watching TV. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really know what the hell my problem is, to be honest. Like, I, I, I feel like I used to not be like that, but I, I just cannot watch TV now. But uh, I'm reading Dune right now. I don't know. You guys know Dune? Sure. Yeah. You got it. How is that as a book? It's good. Uh, it's, a, it's a great book, man. It's a lot less intimidating than I thought. I'm, like, uh, not the smartest or, like, best reader in the world. So I was like, fuck, man, like, a sci-fi book? That's going to be, like, impossible for me to keep track of. But it's, like, it's actually super easy to follow. And uh it's like real philosophical and it, it's a good book man it's it's long as hell it's like this thick but did you uh, see the movie now not the night not the one in the 80s with sting which is a, a pile of shit the latest <laughs> one I, I i didn't watch it and i was thinking about watching it but i didn't want to until i finished the book it's so effing good it nice. is okay. it is well done if you get the, the, the director the same director that did blade runner 2049 or whatever there is and that's an also a very it's an underrated movie that movie underrated mm -hmm. it's it's more it, but it's almost like sci-fi for adults this dune movie and i again i went in there knowing nothing not knowing what to expect it was so damn good nice it's one of my favorite movies you should see oh, that really? movie. i'm telling you because it's so it's so it's done so well jimmy hates everything i guarantee jimmy you would like this movie. i've never seen isn't that with timothy chalamet it's he's great in it. That's the lead okay. guy. The lead kid. The lead kid is great. Josh Brolin. Talk about uh, like um, um, it's, um, quotes for fighting and whatnot. Yeah. When he's going to train the kid, the kid's not in the mood. He's like, "What does mood have to do with it? You fight when the necessity arises, no matter the mood." My nipples are getting hard thinking about it. It's <laughs> fucking great. You got to watch it, Corey. Watch that thing. That 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 exact quote is actually in the book too. Uh, yeah, man. There's a ton of like really good gems in the entire book. That uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I, I'm gonna watch it after though. After because yeah. I don't want to imagination up. I might do now that you said that. You said it's not that uh, difficult to read. I might get into that on my iPad because I listen. To be honest with you, this might surprise you. It's not gonna surprise you, but with you, I only read like six books in my life, and they were all the Game of Thrones. I saw the first season. I liked it so much. That I want to know what happened the second season, so I watched. I went right to the second book, and then after I read the second book, I go, you know what? That was so fucking good. I go, let me go back and watch, read the first book, and then I end up reading the whole series. But this is the trick, Corey, and I'm sure you don't have ADD like myself. But I would get my iPad and I'd make the font real big, so basically I'm reading like two or three paragraphs. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, so it keeps. If it's a book. I might as well just take some NyQuil. There's too much ahead of you. There's too many words ahead of you. You like to just see a few and then get done with it. I get a few, like a little gag, gag, gag. Oh, John Snow. Oh, the Red Wedding. I went through that shit like crazy. So I'm going to, I am going to delve into this because the Dune movie was so fucking good. The quote I just gave you, there's more to it. The guy at the end who he, I don't want to give nothing away because he's reading the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Oh. But, all right, Jimmy. What did you have, Jimmy? Jimmy said you're a little Nate, say a little bird. No, no, no. I'm Millie. I'm thinking that I like to see a movie first and then read the book because this way you're not losing anything. Because the movie you always lose a lot. So I would rather see the movie and then learn more from the book. Because if you read the book first and see the movie, a lot of times it doesn't hold up because they take so much out. They have to to, to tell a two hour narrative. So I, I actually prefer to see a movie first. But Dune, I would see and then read. The yeah, that, that's fair. I'll, I'll sometimes, honestly, I'll like Wikipedia and like Spark Notes what the book is about because I'm such a slow reader that it takes me so long that I'll forget chunks. So I'll right. even be okay with the plot being ruined because I more or less read the books for like uh, those moments where it's like, uh, what does mood have to do anything with fighting? You know, you fight it, then the set, you know, like that's what I read books for. I, you know, the plots are like fine, you know, but I, I like all of the stuff in between the plots. You like those cool moments. That line. Yeah. Yeah. Picture, yeah. Now picture Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin playing, uh, playing that fucking role. He was so good in it, man. I forgot the guy's name again. 
but he's John like, Snow. No, it's not John Snow. Oh, okay, but uh, Gunny, Gunny, he's Gunny. I think Gunny, but uh, uh Gunny something. But uh, oh, dude, it's so fucking great, Jimmy. Uh, it's one of the you you haven't heard me talk about a movie like you heard me talk about Dune. It's fantastic. no, that's true. You love it. I do love that movie. But all right, man. Yeah. So Corey, look, I guess uh, as time gets closer, maybe we'll talk to you right before, right, right after this uh, this Cheeto fight. I'm really, really happy this is happening. And, um, you know, good luck, man. If we don't talk to you right before, we'll talk to you right after. Okay, cool. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. Yeah, always Thanks a pleasure, man. Good seeing you, buddy. Thanks, Corey. All right. Good seeing you guys, too. Take care. Take care, brother. Take care. Bye. Hey, man, I'm going to get that book on my iPad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, it's funny. Oh. Interesting. I should have asked if he's a good meditator because he reads a lot. He's a good guy. I like Corey. You know where I meditate? On the toilet. It's like a graphic, but I'm there a lot. I am there a lot, but I do it in my steam, man. I get to my yeah, my yeah. head straight, and I got a good twenty to minutes twenty five to steam, and I'm melting in there. I'm thinking about what I'm going to teach. I say, what do I want to? What do I want to go over there? Okay, we get stuck in north south position. The guy's stolen. What do we do? Okay, okay, and then I get out and I show them how to manipulate the body. You yes. know. Uh, Jimmy, you know what I'm really concerned about also? I want to tell you as a friend now that nobody's listening. Oh, everybody's listening. Uh, it's my ass, Jimmy. You know what I, I when I go out, when I so go out. fingernail stuck in it? Well, no. Uh, it's more of, you know, my ulcerative colitis. We're having a hard time getting a fucking appointment, not until April. So I'm going away. And when I go away, I'm a little concerned because Jimmy, yeah. remember what happened to me at Universal Studios? Yeah. What? While we're talking, I'm going to look that up because guy I was giving you a hard time in the toilet. Yeah, and now Jimmy, like I don't want that to happen again. The other day, after my kids' uh, dance competition, um, we went over to Two Brothers Pizza. Me, my wife, my kids, my sister-in-law, Uncle Edwin—not my uncle, my kids' uncle. Sure. Uh, my brother-in-law, he's a good man. And so we went over there to have some. They have great Sicilian, great eggplant rolls. Two brothers in Hicksville. And uh, this is the problem, though. I felt good, Jimmy. I didn't eat nothing all day so I could eat out and hopefully not have a problem. I had a problem. Uh, I had a problem. So, Jimmy, it's, I text my wife when I'm in there. I'm like, look, is anybody out there? Because this is, I'm, I might be a minute. She goes, no, yeah. it's good. Five minutes later, I get a text. A line is forming. I go, oh, no. A line oh, it's, the, it's embarrassing. A yeah. line is forming. And guess what? I'm not remotely done. A Let me of, ask you, are you just not shit? Is it constipation or is it just nonstop it's shitting? A combination of that. It's a one yeah. when you when you're eating it all of a sudden you're like, oh shit, I have to go. If I if I don't find something soon, it's gonna be like that scene out of Van yeah, Wild. Yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 the garbage can. I go, it's I have to go. So when it's either that or sometimes, oh man, I feel like I have to go. And then you go to go and you're constipated. Yeah. So it's kind of it's, it's almost like a combination. Sure. Or you like, or you get a first of relief, and it's first liquid of 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 piss. Uh, <laughs> what do you want me to say? Urination. Uh, well, get it, get it checked. I'm sure they can give you something. Jimmy, it might be something in your diet. So rough, Jimmy. No, and you know, I just get concerned because I'm like, man, now I'm gonna be running around doing these things, and I and I almost like when the people outside the store. It's like I get it, man. I do get it. If I have sure. to, if somebody's in there, like, what are you doing in there, man? Whacking off. I get it. But if you're the guy in there with the issues, yeah, yeah. And, and you also have maybe some fucking other issues. How much longer were you in there when they were when the line was forming? I was. I kind of made it quick, and I got out. I go, hey, sorry, gang. I'm not trying to. I go, look. So you know, there's a couple guys there. You know, the other time I was at my TRT place, and there was a, another bathroom it was on a different floor because they were doing construction, and I was in there, and then I was finishing up, and then I and this was this was like the week I got back from Disney. So yeah. imagine this. Imagine me having another issue. So I'm out there, and all of a sudden, he, so then I heard knew somebody was out. And I was trying to finish up, and I heard him go, oh, "Jesus Christ!" And yeah. I'm like, "I go, okay, good. You want to meet him? You're gonna fucking meet him. I'm finishing my bath. I'm finishing." And I'm, sure. And I was gonna. I'm already thinking about what I'm gonna say. I'm washing my hands, and I was gonna say, "Not wrong. It ain't Jesus." And I was gonna pick up. I was gonna fucking open that door. I was angry, and I opened the door, and nobody was there. And I'm ah. like. I go, that's, you know what, what am I doing? Why am I, what am I doing? Why am I, I'm, I mean, I know why I'm getting made because it's kind of rude. Yeah. But I can understand their frustration now that I'm thinking about it. 
but it doesn't matter when you're sitting sure. on the and you're annoyed. All right, Jimmy, let's get back to the show. That was a fucking a good five minute rant about my ass. Jimmy, well, let's plug before we go. Let's plug this. On my ass? Let's plug on my ass, Jimmy. <laughs> Sorry. Good idea. Go ahead. Saturday night. Uh, ESPN. Uh, let me just see here. It's Jessica Andrade versus Erin Blanchfield. It's uh, the prelims start at 4 p.m. and the main card starts at 7 p.m. on ESPN Plus. Uh, this is a great fight, Blanchfield against Jessica Andrade. Andrade was a fucking tank in her last fight uh, against Lauren Murphy. So, uh, uh, you know, to start off that main card, you got the legend from New Jersey, Jim Miller. Yes. Versus uh, one of the young up and comers, Alexander the Great. Yeah. Alexander the Great Hernandez hasn't been doing too great lately, and he is really good, really good. Lost three so out of four. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, if he uses the next one, he might have to just change it to Alexander the Good. Yeah, yep. That's not Jimmy. First of all, wasn't even was it in bad taste and not funny. But two things, it could have been left out that joke. You try too hard. It happens. We I, all make I, the mistake. Jimmy, Jimmy I tried. We all do, buddy. Jimmy, can I give you a going forward? You're the comedian. I promise you I'll do less jokes. No, no. You do as many as you want. All right. Well, listen. Alexander, the great. The, he, you know, he lost a couple, but the, the fight with uh, Billy Quarantino was a hell of a fucking fight. I know it ended in the second round, but he had his moments in that fight before he got stopped. And he got subbed by uh, Renato Morcano. Yeah. Yeah. Gives you a lot to worry. Listen, that was a lemon. Uh, Jimmy, I love you. I love uh, you, pal. The, fight this, the fights this weekend. I believe that Erin Blanchfield, I, we didn't make a pick, but we will pick the main event right now. Yeah, I yeah. think she's going to get it through and she will get a rear naked choke. I think I she wins her too. Her jiu-jitsu will come through. And Jessica Arcade's a little tank. So she's probably thinking, I don't think so. I got a good sprawl. I look people up. I dump them when they go for Gamora's like yeah. she did the Thug Bros. Great fight, man. I'll talk to you this weekend. And tonight, come see me at the Fat Black Pussycat unless it's sold out. All right, Jimmy. Everybody, uh, you don't have to train with me, but you really should train, okay? That's all I got to say. Goodbye, everybody. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye, Jimmy. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter. Every day feels like Saturday, and French fries are a food group. Where flip-flops are always in fashion, and seafood is always in season. Where the boardwalk is bustling, and the beach is right outside your door. Where you can rise with the tide, and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.